Welcome to Co-op Mode, round 106. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra from beautiful Savage, Minnesota, joined by Mark the Carabin. Mark the Carabin. Mark the Canardian. Well, I mean, you're Carabin. Right. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. From beautiful uh, Eastern Canada. Mark, you're how almost- are you doing? I'm good. Good. I, I love that you didn't like narrow it down any further than Eastern Canada, uh, but it's, it's great. It's uh, it's, it's rainy and getting warmer uh, here in Atlantis. It's, it, it did snow over the weekend and then that's all gone now again. So uh, I hate that for anyone that's like skiers and people that have like snowmobiles and stuff. I'm just like, bring on the summer beach time. Let's go. Uh, I used to ski, but now that I don't really, um, yeah, warm weather, no shoveling, thumbs up. So I'm I'm good. I'm excited to talk video games. Um, I've been playing some new stuff, and, and I've got some more stuff that I need to get into this week. So it's it's good, man. It's it's uh, now that I'm like feeling better. Although I did just mention before we started recording that my cough starting to come back, but I'm still like amped up and ready to go. The life of a uh, a parent with young children—that's how it works. You're never ever 100 healthy. Just enjoy it for the next 10 years, Mark. You'll, you'll love it. Always sick, um, always tired. No free time. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to worry about that. One. I, have a, I have a 17-year-old, so he's he's essentially bulletproof now after all those years right, of yeah. being sick. So ridiculous. But um, we are joined. If you're watching the video, you already see someone uh, looking at us right now through the video uh, feed that we've got going on right now. And that is Miss Lucy James. Uh, and like, make, like, I'm just going to make sure I'm getting this right. Senior video producer at GameSpot and Giant Bomb. Yeah. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I've got a, I've got a twofer, I guess. Two roles in one. Um, yeah. Tell us how that actually works because uh, the history of GameSpot is interesting because it's mm-hmm. one of the heritage producers. They were, I think, owned by CBS at one time. Uh, various owners. And so uh, Giant Bomb used to be independent. It was one of the first spinoffs of, of, of GameSpot, uh, their podcast with Jeff Gersman. Um, so now it's uh, owned by, is it Fandom? Yes. So we're owned by Fandom now. We were a brief pit stop with Red Ventures uh, an even briefer pit stop, I think, when Viacom CBS merged. So it's been uh, quite a, a busy few years, I think, for the wow. brand, finding new homes everywhere. But now we're at fandom. Uh, and so, yeah, when when Giant Bomb started all those years ago, um, a few years after that, they they came back. Uh, they were bought by, by CBS Interactive. And so we, we're kind of brand mates. But, you know, we would... I'd see the guys, but I wouldn't. We wouldn't necessarily work together a lot. And then in the past few years, we've started to collaborate a lot more, and uh, we have the kind of different team. Uh, and so I'm a part of that, along with Tamor Hussein from Gamespot. And yeah, how it works is at least for me, because I my my main job, I guess, at Gamespot is I head up uh, the features team and the original programming team. Uh, as well as doing everything else that I do. So it's more like very careful logistical planning, and that's how we get everything done. Wow. Everybody needs a a spreadsheet. They need whatever you use for keeping everybody on the same page. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, it's basically one of my proudest achievements is I got Giant Bomb to start using a project management system. (laughs) (laughs) So it feels good. That's almost like a, that should be the next one, like project management simulator, kind of like PC simulator. No. There just needs to be there because you know how much fun is that? 
I'm amazed mm. someone hasn't actually done that yet. <laughs> Maybe I'll Office. be the one to do it. I don't know. Oh, I, I think so. You, you're you're well versed in it now, so you can claim that. Uh, yeah. Trademark it now. It's official. Yeah. Yeah. Lucy owns us, so it's all hers. Yeah. Um, so Lucy, just you know, we always ask for people to give us kind of their elevator pitch of how they became the person they are now in, in your career. So, uh, you know, uh, tell us your yeah. your your biography in like three minutes. Oh God. Okay. Uh, so I guess my my elevator pitch. Always played games when I was growing up. Uh, I owe a lot to my dad for that. He was the one who encouraged me to play games, and we play a lot of games together. Then I went to university, obviously some years in between, but I did go to university for psychology and ended up kind of hating it, uh, just because I was interested in the subject matter. But the the long story short is, to be an accredited Bachelor of Science in the UK, uh, you have to have a very prescribed um uh syllabus like course that you take and for me it was all the stuff that I wasn't interested in I wasn't interested in neuroscience I wasn't interested in um a bunch of stuff and so uh, statistics certainly was not interested in that um, oh, God. my son is just taking statistics right now in high school <laughs> yeah godspeed to him because it was miserable when I was doing it and uh so then I I played more and more games I my friends at the time played a lot of games and as a kind of weirdly one of the video game outlets game on which i think was itn at the time was played a blooper of theirs was played in one of my um language lectures because it was a blooper and it was someone who just couldn't it was uh, nathaniel and he just couldn't say this uh, specific phrase and so as a joke i just kind of like tweeted at johnny and and uh when they were there and they and i asked for an internship kind of cheekily and they said no but then Johnny left Chiodini and they went to um, GameSpot and they messaged me and they said, hey, uh, you know, I'm at this new place now. They do internships. Do you have a CV or a resume? And I ended up getting an internship there. So I was there for a month, 11 years ago. Oh, God. Um, and then from there, I kind of realized that that's what I wanted to do. So I started to write for more websites and blogs. And then I left university and I did a bunch of video stuff. I'd done some video stuff at GameSpot and I just kind of moved more into that. So like more into hosting, more into script writing. And I worked for a TV company for a couple of years called Jinx. And that's where I sort of really had a producer who was telling me what to do and like when I was doing things wrong, which was really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. And of course, when I was doing things right. And then uh, GameSpot one day kind of said, hey, do you want to come back? And that was 2014. And then in 2017, they asked me if I wanted to move to America. So I said, yep. Yeah. And then a year later, I uh, moved to San Francisco. That's where I've been ever since. And then, What was the biggest cultural shock for you moving you know, to the U.S.? It's not a big shock. It's a, it's a sustained shock. Is that hmm. uh, despite speaking the same language, there are still some things that even after four and a half years here that are still very different. You know, for example, like if in the UK you said something's quite good, you actually mean, oh, it's not, it's not great, is it? But in mm. the UK, in America, they're like quite good. Oh yeah, that's great. So it's just like slight differences in things like that. But other than that, I mean, I was quite lucky is that I've obviously been to America a lot for work <laughs> and I already had a friend group when I moved here. And so when I did come over, I was used to a lot of things already. I'm still never going to get used to the fact that I have to pay VAT like separately. You have to work out tax. 
at the mm. counter. Oh, yes. oh, that's right. In yeah. depending where you live yeah, in the United in States, not everybody has sales tax. Texas, no sales tax, so it's yeah. very bizarre. Yeah, very strange. That's probably the biggest one. Also, taxes in general, they are just they go over my head. I do. I've got a. I do. I, but. Yeah, and, and nobody gets it, and it's really why is this? Why, why is this? It's like an industry just to do something where it's mm-hmm. like you're supposed to charge me the right amount. It's that's like that's point. ultimate failure. You're supposed to charge me the right amount. You know how much I owe. Exactly. Why you just take it out of my paycheck uh, like everywhere else does, but no. Exactly. Yep. Uh, I, I do have a very serious yeah. question, though. So, being in you know a journalistic field, hmm. how did you deal? with the reality of having to drop use from color and favorite they had to like drive you nuts right so luckily all of my stuff pretty much i i don't really write as much for the site there okay. there are a few things uh, under my byline what did i do recently i did write something recently and um you know i i think i've only actually ever done one official review for gamespot and i've done a, i did a couple when i was freelance but there's only one really tied to my name currently on the site which is persona 5 so for me, it's okay because all the stuff I send through is usually scripts and people are just like, oh, okay, she's British. It doesn't matter. She's not going to pronounce the U. Uh, but if ever I'm writing, you know, like a YouTube title or a YouTube description, that's when it gets me. And every single time, you know, someone will catch it and they'll go, mm-mm. And so I don't know, even, even when I text, you know, my American friends, I refuse to localize, um, <laughs> but they're, they we're actually quite, it's actually quite funny. They do localize for me. Sometimes we are still trying to get into, you know, what's the difference between Fahrenheit and centigrade and Celsius. And so mm-hmm. we still have that. Mark hasn't taught me. And it's so funny because we're so close to, to Canada and we still can't figure out metric. Who cares? You know, we, we just don't get it. And I, I throw U's into letters as well. Like uh, that's a Canadian, like we, we, you know, haven't separated that much. And I, I get made mm-hmm. fun of that in discord all the time of like, you know, the U doesn't belong in that. Thing. I'm like, Hey, autocorrecting, catch it. I'm Canadian. Leave me alone. Yep. I just, you know, <laughs> deal with it. Well, Lucy, thank you very much. This is very exciting. We'll talk about uh, at the end, we'll, you know, hear about what you're working on and where people can find you. But um, the really important part is, um, you know, we, we, we've, and this is new to a lot of folks that are listening to Cope Mode right now, is we launched a Patreon on Friday. And uh, after doing our Secret Friends Unite, we do like four podcasts. This is, we've been doing this for eight years. <laughs> We're finally doing a Patreon. Apparently, we finally figured it out. <laughs> Woo. Um. But because of that, we've we've actually got a couple members now, which is great. It's we're just doing this for fun. Um, and one of the groups that joined us at the at the highest tier, which is great, is a good friend of mine and his family. Um, and we want to thank them. So anybody who's interested in learning more about our Patreon, everything that we do now that we've been doing is still going to be free. You get that. It's just the bonus stuff, the extras, and just to show your support. That's all it is. Um, but one of the cool bonuses we get is we have the power. Lucy, as a Patreon, and, and, and we ch- will we'll use this power of this episode to give our patrons a video game power up. Oh, amazing. Yes. Okay. So there are three people. Sean Nias uh, is the dad. Uh, mm-hmm. Stella is the daughter. She's 12. And Henry is the son. He's 10. And just I will just show it's a visual prop. They got a 3D printer for Christmas, and they made a 3D Kratos. <gasps> if you can see it really close. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it, comes, it actually comes apart. And it's wow. kind of cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah. So th- they're good friends of mine. Just hung off them the other day, but the great people um, and very fun and, and, and very, very much uh, geeks in their own uh, minds. And so with that, 
So Lucy Sensor, the guest, who would you like to give their video game power up to? Stella. All right. Mm-hmm. Wait, which one? Do I have to? I have to pick a power up, or you'll pick a power up for Stella. So this is the power up she'll always have. Oh my god. Okay. Mm. This is that's really hard. Hang on, I'm doing it on the spot. Can be useful. Can be yeah. can be bad. <laughs> it can be great. Can be regretful. No, I want to give her a good one. Like, what does a okay. teen girl like twelve? You know, give me a teenager. Gonna be. Mm-hmm. What do you want? I don't know. She, what I, I want can give you a little bit of background. She she does yeah. play volleyball and she mm-hmm. loves Star Wars. So those are some extra pieces. Oh, if she loves Star Wars, some kind of shield so that she never has to get into Star Wars discourse online. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. The bubble of uh, <laughs> just, just you know that's what? That's one. what. No, that's what I would give teenagers in general. No, the no discourse shield. Like you don't have to see any of the bad stuff on the internet. Like any of that stuff. That's what I would give. I would like excellent. That. It's like the recharge, right? When you when it, it, it you take so much damage and then you you, yeah. you go away for a little bit, drop your phone, don't pay attention online. Yeah. It recharges and you're fully ready yeah. to go. And again. You're Bubble shield. Bubble I can shield. hear that as it powers up. Yeah. Perfect. All right, Mark, you're next. Yeah. Who are you picking? Uh, oh man, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Henry. I'm gonna give Henry a power up. Um, okay, hold on. Does being able to catch wild animals in balls like he lives in the Pokemon world, is that like a power up? Because I would love to just see Henry with a collection of like squirrels and raccoons and shit. Like just how about unlimited, how about unlimited storage of Pokeballs? Is that a good one? All right. But yeah, but it's real life animals. So he just like, he has to just go around just hucking balls at cats and stuff. Like I want. They own three dogs. They they own three dogs. So. Perfect. That makes sense. He can take them in in balls and carry them around. I think that's his power up is the ability to catch real life Pokemon and, uh, and train his army of awesome animals. Oh, I love it. Well, Sean is a car nut. uh, And so I'm going to give him his power up is unlimited turbo boost. Oh, Ooh. perfect. All right. You know, Very you good. don't have to worry about like you run out. It's just like, that's all that happens. Now that will probably destroy your engine after time. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that's how the fast and furious get got to outer space. Um, but that's his, I think it's, it's appropriate. And, and just fun fact, we did this with uh, secret friends. We gave them their superpower. Uh, and some of the superpowers were pretty, pretty funny too but it was a very Stella's was very much like this uh she got uh no consequences so essentially she could commit a crime not get charged but everybody would know she did it that she needs to be in the wild. car with her dad when he's going mach seven down a highway yeah, <laughs> yeah <that's- laughs> shield him yeah yeah shield him from any blame that's wild that would be really cool i don't know actually would it be cool because if everyone, think so. if everyone would still know, oh, that's still no. a consequence, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, you get a lot of a lot of people that just don't like you, mm-hmm. and but then can you like? But does, if there's no consequence, I don't know. Does everyone have to know? Like when you oh, do that was that was the, that was like the that was like the monkey's paw. Or can you be yeah. okay? So like every like as soon as you do something, it's just like broadcast. So you can't be sneaky with it. Like if she no. was like really sneaky and she was just like, ha ha, like I did this and 
You know, no, it's like George. It's like it's like George Santos. If you're watching politics right now, the guy essentially, you know, he lives a lie, and everybody knows it. But apparently, there's no consequences. So there you go. God. All right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that is our Patreon corner. Uh, so thank you, Patreons, and obviously, if those listening want to get their own video game power up, this is how you get it done. Um, and that leads us into. Uh, and we do another, we're doing like skits. It's kind of funny. I love it. <laughs> so we do a buy, rent, return. So like Blockbuster yeah. Video in the U.S. was a big thing, Hollywood Video. Yeah. Um, in the U.K., I'm not sure what your video rental we places block, were. We have Blockbuster. Okay. Yeah, we did. Very good. Um, I rented my Genesis from a video store. I never owned one. I just rented it, which was like the worst thing. It's like paying way too much for like a weekend, but that's how I did it. Uh, so in the, the, the theme of buy, rent, return, we have three power-ups mm-hmm. that you will buy one, you will rent one, and you will return one. Uh, and those are Super Mario, his Fire Flower, mm-hmm. Castlevania, the Boomerang, mm-hmm. uh, Pac-Man, the Power Pellet. Mm-hmm. So, Lucy, I can start you off or I can give you a second to think about it. And then I you mean, can Marco. I think I would return the Power Pellet. Oh, really? That's What's bold. That, what am I going to do? Just, like, eat everything? Okay, well, the, and that's something ghosts. I wanted to clarify as well. The power, the power pellet just lets you eat ghosts, doesn't it? It's basically your defense. It's the only defense mechanism you have in the game, except unless you have to be really good at just navigating the maze. It's the that's only right. ability you have to avoid death. I can't believe I'm actually going to say this sentence, but canonically in Pac-Man. <laughs> yes. Why? Uh, <laughs> d- isn't isn't it for ghosts? Like, isn't it just like, hey, there's a ghost over there. I'm gonna have this power pellet, and then just like smack him away. And he doesn't even like go away. Really, he becomes eyeballs well, and runs. They away go to they go to ghost jail or whatever that yeah. is, and then they re come back. But it essentially gets them out of your way, um, and right. you, you they you avoid them. So yeah, I mean that's really the me- the main mechanic of the game. Okay, so I'm gonna return that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm still going to return that one. And then I think, I mean, Fireflower, I would rent, but then I wouldn't want to keep it because then maybe I would cause a little bit too much carnage accidentally. Mm. So then I would keep the Castlevania Boomerang. All right. All right. Because mm-hmm. then Very you could good. take it to the beach or whatever, you know. Exactly. No fear, <laughs> no fear of, of setting things alight. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, you could cook something potentially, right? Oh, that's Maybe a, a hamburger yeah, or burn yeah. it. I would never, never be at a loss for matches again. <laughs> All right, Mark, your choices. Oh, I'm, I'm leaning full into the chaos and the destruction. I'm going Fireflower <laughs> all the way. Sign me up. Let's go. Uh, I would have just a whole garden full of those delightful little pyromaniac plants, and we're going full tilt. Um, re- renting Castlevania Boomerang because boomerangs are fun. Uh, I had a Nerf boomerang when I was a kid and boy, did I throw that and expected it to return every single time. But like there was kind of a knack to it to like try to get it to kind of come back to you. But then you have a boomerang flying at your face and it's uh, it's tough. Luckily it was Nerf. So you could kind of catch it or if you did like catch it in the face, uh, you could just kind of recover pretty quick. Um, but Castlevania boomerang is kind of cool. And then I'm returning the power pellet because i assumed it was just for ghosts now 
if the Pac-Man power pellet, if you can have like a bunch of those, like in a Pez dispenser and the power up, like, again, because I, I really thought this was just for like eating or making ghosts disappear. So if it acts more like a superstar from like, Super it's invulnerability Mario, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Oh, see that changes things. But, but then, but then well, like, you know, in what was that TV show where he couldn't touch someone because then you, if you touched a dead body, they'd come back to life, but you couldn't touch him again. Oh, what, pushing, daisies? pushing daisies. So are you in the mm. similar boat if you've got a power pellet where you can't touch anyone else because then they'll go to ghost jail, but then they will come back, I guess. Right. And if you touch a, a living person, do they become a ghost or do they, is it just meant for ghosts? I, no, need, this, I need a pack. So this is not you having time. a real, this is not having you having that power ability. Like I'm going to eat a power pellet and I, I'm going to oh, eat. That's people. how I was taking this. Oh, okay. hundred <laughs> percent was like, I want these powers. No, this was just in the game format. I mean, this gets a, to be a, a philosophical oh. issue in real life. You know, it's like, you know, cause oh. I just burned somebody with my fire flower yeah. by accident. No, I held my funny. wife and I got no. excited and boom. Guess, no, I would keep the, I would keep fire flower for sure. Sorry, Castlevania yeah. boomerang. But no, power pellets still get. I'm good. sticking with my answers. I don't. Okay. Yeah, I think, okay. I think, I think it works both. Um, it can work both ways, really. I mean, it's really, there's no rules to this game. I mean, no yeah, yeah, there's no wrong I, answer. Exactly. I really, I want to keep this in the real world. Like, for me. <laughs> Well, that's geez, what that I want. Might make me rethink my answer there, because I mean, uh, eating something that allows me to eat others, like big people or animals or something like that, easily. I don't know. That's it's a weird concept. Right. Wouldn't yeah. it be cool, like in real life, if like the power pellet was just invulnerability, just be like, "Hey, David Blaine, top this," and just jump off the Empire State Building, exactly, like, flashing and glowing. You just have to time just it, land, right. and just be like, "Ha ha, I'm okay for my next trick, retirement." Like that would just be great. Thank goodness you got that catchy tune though while it's happening, kind of like the uh, the star, so you know exactly yeah. when it's going to end out. Because if you don't oh, yeah, realize exactly. when it will end, and to your point, Mark, you oh, jump yeah. off a building oh, and it ends. <laughs> No, you pop them like Pez. It's okay. It's just there's continuous. only four per level. Level man, it's a limited resource. Uh, what's a level in real world? No, okay. Let's, you, what, what are your picks? <laughs> well, now you you've both confused me. I'm like, I don't know what to do. It's my game. Oh, you changed it. <laughs> okay, I'll go with the original context. Um, so with this, I was going to say. Um, Pac-Man Power Pellet. I'm I'm buying because essentially without that the game really doesn't have any structure then because essentially it's just a runaway game mm. and there's no real defense offense. It's just all defense. This gives you a little bit of offense. So I think that really what makes that power pellet really uh, without that, the game doesn't really exist, doesn't work. So that's why I went that route. Um, the Castlevania boomerang I'm renting um, because um, it's, it's, it's like the ultimate weapon you don't want an enemy to have because you always have to worry when it's going to come back, right? You jump over it, and it's always going to hit the in the back of the head or kill you at the last minute. But but I think it's great because it's that two-hit weapon in, in Castlevania or that there are no others that are like a two-hit. Um, and I think if you catch it on the way back, you don't lose it. Like, you don't lose a uh, your hearts associated with it. So it's kind of a cool mechanic that came with the time. And then uh, I'm returning the Super Mario Fire Flower only because... As we know in Mario, and you can see my background, there's so many other cool power-ups that potentially are even better than Fire Flower. So you don't want to be held to just one. So that's why I'm returning, because I can always get it again, but I want like the bee suit or the cloud 
or something else. Okay. If you say the cloud is better than the fire flower. I didn't we, say that. I just think it's fun, Mark. Don't judge me. We're going to go. I feel, I feel like I'm attacked. My goodness. <laughs> well, well, we had a couple of folks from the Discord group um, that gave theirs. So, uh, Sean, uh, he said, buy the Pac-Man Power Pellet. Didn't give any rationality for it. Uh, rent Super Mario Fire Flower and returned the Castlevania Boomerang. I need um, clarification, and- Sean. I know you're going to listen to this, so I need clarification if that was in-game or mm. as Lucy and I went in real life. Because IRL, yeah. I need to know these answers. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. And then uh, Brandon Myers, the winner gamer, uh, he says, buy, buy fire flower, Fireball because fire, duh. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, Red <laughs> Boomerang because it feels like it is much more for a party trick. Okay, yeah. It's okay, like you can, okay. do, you can entertain people. Yeah. yeah. Right. So he's going real life. As well. I guess. And then he says power pal because it's only temporary. Yeah. So he's definitely going real life. Like IRL, like, hey, watch what I can do. You want those chips? Boomerang. That's cool. Oh, are you thinking like the boomerang that can actually retrieve things too? He's grabbing things back, I think. That's great. Cool party trick. You know. Mm. Yeah, I can see that Mark with his child. Come over here like the scorpion. (laughs) But with the boomerang. Exactly. You combine uh, that with the fire flower. It's like, oh yeah, you want like a, you know, barbecued something or other, and you you toss the boomerang, hit the fire flower. Great combination. It's good. Perfect. I'd never good. lose a yeah. remote again. Just, yeah, exactly. That'd yeah, be so good. Boomerang. That'd be very good. Oh my yeah. goodness. Well, that was a lot of fun. Can't wait to see what I pick next week. Mark, you're always welcome to come up with your own if you want, and then I can lock you for your choices. But you know, at this point, we'll, we'll talk about that more on the next episode. Uh, but we're getting into what we've been playing. This is actually a video game podcast, folks. And I think we've only talked about like the periphery at this point. So we'll actually talk about the games we've been playing. So Lucy, uh, you're, you know, I, I, do you review a lot of games these days? It sounds like you don't. No, I don't. And I'm honestly very glad for that. I mean, I talk about them a lot on podcasts. So GameSpot After Dark, Bombcast, and Friends Per Second. But like, I don't sit down, play something back to front, then write a review and do all that. The, the last time I did that was Persona 5. Um, and the reason, oh, wow. yeah, the reason being is because I'm a huge Persona fan. And um, we were very, very lucky with code there because the game had already had been out and japan for about six months or something and so atlas in the west got it to us like a month ahead of time and that's a hundred hour rp jrpg and so i said okay i have the bandwidth to take that one i would like to do that and then you know the game was great people liked my review um and i didn't get much heat from it so it's not like i'm afraid of doing it it's just i don't have enough hours in the day to do it because a lot goes into doing a review for a game um but also, I just mm. kind of like the part where I just talk about games and just, you know, chat about it with people who have been reviewing because, you know, Jordan uh, Ramey at work reviews a lot. So does Tam, um, Ralph uh, Skillup and Jake Baldino and The Completionist. They also all review stuff. And I'm just like, huh, I'm just going to talk about games. You, you guys can get into the nitty gritty. It's fine. I always take notes and stuff when I'm playing, but I don't do like proper reviews. I don't give scores. It makes a lot easier when you give scores. Scores are so nebulous. I, we tried to do scores. Like I tried to get my like Excel spreadsheet and what did I give it? And I'm like, I don't, ha- and I had to create an actually review guide 
We used to yeah. do the chicken nuggets guide where Mark yeah. said we should talk about in, like a six piece, six yeah. piece chicken nuggets. How many chicken nuggets would I give this game? Yep. And Todd's yeah. having like his Excel spreadsheets, and I'm just like, my gut's telling how me how four out of six chicken nuggets. <laughs> As it, oh, I think we were thinking even like we were gonna do sauces. Like this is a oh. this is a hot 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 mustard. This is a barbecue. you know barbecue, yeah. but it's like nobody can agree on what sauces they like though. I tried like a habanero sauce last time I had chicken nuggets. It was okay. Ooh. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Nothing says spicy like McDonald's spicy. <laughs> it was weird. It was different. Well, with that, Lucy, um, what have you been playing? So I've been playing a couple things. I actually, annoyingly, was meant to go to LA for the Persona for three and four uh, launch party, and then I got really sick. So you know that cold's going around, and just because I wasn't sure if it was COVID, but also I don't want to go to an event and give people a cold. So I stayed home, uh, and I ended up playing the Case of the Golden Idol on my Steam Deck, which is a point-and-click adventure game. If you've played. Um, Curse of the Obra Din. It's quite similar. Oh, yeah. So basically what you are presented with is you're presented with a scene and you go through and you click on various things in the scene and you try it and, you know, there'll be a letter and you'll have uh, in the letter, there's all the words and you can click on some of the words and it goes down to the bottom of the screen. And then what you do is uh, that's when you're investigating and then when you're thinking, there's two kinds of phases, you basically... You, you'll get presented with a paragraph of what happened, but the key words and phrases will be blanked out. And then the words that you've taken from the environment themselves, you slot in and then you solve the case. Um, and it's an overarching story about a mysterious golden idol uh, that a cult really wants and is involved in. And there's a trail of murder that follows in its wake. And so it's really, really good. It starts off quite straightforward and then it gets really complicated because you know there's there's one level where you're at a dinner party and one person got murdered but everyone has a motive and you basically solve Ooh. a murder case and so it's great i i'm really enjoying it it works well on steam deck a lot of it can be um touchscreen um i think it just mm. needs a couple more tweaks to make it a little bit better on steam deck but as you know someone who was sick in bed i really enjoyed it Great. Nice. I was looking at the art style. It looks like one of those old school like King's Quest, but Mm -hmm. it has a little bit of a different tweak to the art style. Yes, and it's quite grim, but I mean that Mm -hmm. as a compliment. You know, Um, kind of a little grotesque. Some of some of the later levels can be like ugly, but in and I mean that as a compliment. Just like very grim to look at. Nice. No, it's Mm. it's a lot of fun. Is Great. that so? Is that only on PC currently? I believe it's only on PC right now. I hope it's coming Correct. to something else. I think it would genuinely work really well as a mobile game, um, mm. or on an iPad, or even Switch. Mm. Um, and I think as well, it could probably come to console. You know, if the thing is, is like Disco Elysium made the jump, so I just think anything can make the jump because they managed to make that one work. So um, mm. no, I think it'd be great. Nice, nice. Damn the tech size, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even even zoomed in. I loved it. I loved this girl easy. But uh, yeah, even even when at its max, that text size was quite small. Very, very cool. And it looks like you've been playing another game, which is 
Apparently, if you've gone on Twitter today, uh, the, the, the conversation, I'm getting this game from Gamefly. It's coming the next couple of days. I played the demo, so I, I kind of have some opinions already. So for, for someone like me who's played the demo, okay. does the game, and this is Forspoken, uh, I've, I've spoiled it for, for Lucy, but does, it, does the demo, is, is, the, is it improved from the demo, or is the demo exactly what the game is meant to be? So I didn't play the demo, so oh. I'm not sure which. Do you know which part of the game it was? It starts pretty much where you've got your abilities. It doesn't give you any of like mm. how you got there. You've got a, essentially a couple of different abilities. So maybe it's not that too far. Like it cuts yeah. out like maybe the intro and things like that. But you've got a couple abilities, and that's kind of where I'm at. You get some abilities pretty pretty early on. Actually, you get a bunch very early on at the very beginning. Yeah, I'm in. <sighs> I'm in two minds about it. I think some of it is very inoffensive and I could just switch my brain off and enjoy it. Like I don't, I, but I think some of the stuff is very clunky. Um, there's been a lot of discourse about the dialogue in the game today. It's been quite, you know, just a very intense day on Twitter for that kind of stuff. Some of it I think is genuinely just straight up bad. Uh, not even in the clips that have been, um, shared around today i think some of it is bad and i think part of it is down to the unnatural way some of the characters are written and then i think there are also issues with the direction and the voice acting um because sometimes people are really really good but there are some where you can just tell this person was in a session by themselves and they had no context for what they were saying or who they were saying it to um but then on the flip side of that i genuinely think cuff is great i think Really well acted, really well written. He has a real vision thing going on. Like even and I and I think it works really well. I think the dynamic between Cuff and Frey, um, Frey is the character who's from New York and who's transported to this mystical land called Athia in a very Alice in Wonderland type thing that's so on the nose that before she does it, she picks up a copy of Alice in Wonderland oh, in no. her apartment and comments. <laughs> And then when she get yeah she she gets transported by this land by putting on this magical golden cuff who talks to her. And so Who's the this, voice? I, I was trying to figure out who the voice is of the cuff. So I, no I could, one that I knew. I did look him up, um, and I think he's just been in a lot of different things. But I didn't specifically know him from anywhere in particular. Um, but he, I think he's great. And I, think I thought that, it was Paul Bettany for some reason. I thought it was like, oh, that sounds like Paul Bettany. Yeah, no, because that's the thing. Like, it is such a vision sort of dynamic, mm-hmm. too, where vision's, you know, very cut and dry, you know, makes a little jokes here and there, and, oh, that's not quite mm-hmm. good enough, is it? Um, and so the dynamic that Cuff and Frey have is a little frustrating at the beginning because Frey is so hesitant to just take on her role. She's like, oh, a hero? I'm no hero. And it's not written in a very interesting way. Um, but later on, I actually don't think it's that bad. I think combat wise, um, yeah, it's fine. It's serviceable. It's not setting the world on fire. Same as the open world stuff. Um, it's a, it's a weird game. It's a weird game, but I mean, I'm, am I enjoying it? I'm still playing it. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Because you don't oh. actually have to, right? Beyond, you can put it away if you wanted to. I, I could. I know. I'm going to be talking about it. Uh, I'm doing the quick look for Giant Bomb tomorrow with Tomo. Okay. And then I'm uh, going to be talking about it. Because I'm, I'm the only person on Friends Per Second who actually got a code. 
Um, so the boys are like probably going to grill me about it when we record on Wednesday. So I definitely want to put a few more hours in because um, I'm about four in so far because I've been playing something else that I can't talk about until later in the week, um, which is, you know, great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Redacted it. and you yeah, didn't have to say I, it. I, lo- I love it when I can't talk about stuff. Um, but no, so I've kind of been balancing and going and going between a few games. Um and so I will be putting more hours into it. I think there's something there. There's all like I don't know if you know Kyle Bosman. He used to work yeah. At, yeah, what used to be game trailers, mm-hmm. um, and then Easy Allies. He made an episode of um the final Bosman that's always really stuck with me, and that is even a naught out of ten game has value. I'm in no way saying that Forspoken is a naught out of ten. I think I don't want again, I don't put scores on things. But it has value in there. It's just a, a strange package. But no, I think I think a lot of people liked it, and I'm I'm glad. I'm kind of it's fun to see this kind of divisive game because I I think for a long time we've been told that game developers are so hesitant on like obviously no one wants to make a bad game, but people are so risk averse. A lot of stuff just feels very, very safe. And so I kind of like it when there is a game that comes out and people are kind of going back and forth on it. People don't really have their minds made up about it. Yeah. It's it's definitely an odd game. I played the demo, so I came away a little bit like maybe it'll be better. So I'm excited. I'm going to actually get to play more of the games and I'll make up my mind and go from there. Uh, I think the biggest part of it is this is a Sony essentially exclusive made by Square Enix. Luminous is the mm-hmm. studio behind this, and they've really only made one game before this, which was they worked on Final Fantasy 15. And I feel a lot of DNA. It does yeah. kind of feel that way. Yeah, it kind of yeah. feels like 15 in that way where it's a little stilted, kind of hippie, hip, mm-hmm. hip, I guess is the best way. But the movement seems cool. Like when you can really dash. Yes. That was kind of cool. I really like that, um, but it also kind of highlights how awkward it is when you are not doing that, Mm. because you get to a city pretty early on in the game, and you can't show your powers in this city, because the people who live there might be, well, they don't know who you are, where you came from, and why you have powers, so you have to walk around, and it's very awkward because Frey's movement, there's some kind of acceleration on it, and when she's Mm. in a small environment and there are certain like you know there are times where i've just done a mission where i was in an archive and uh i I have to walk around awkwardly to pick up a bunch of information because instead of having a character tell me the story or a cutscene, they make you pick up a book and then frey does an animation of reading it and then you read it yourself in the (laughs) game menu (sighs) not great but when you're moving around doing that it's like very awkward in these enclosed spaces but then when you get outside into the open world and you just hold down circle and you just scoot off basically that's really fun and i really like the way that the momentum builds and when you are just in the middle of a battle and you are just holding circle and just running rings around enemies i like that a lot it's a weird one it's such a weird game you know, it used to be it. kind of fun to have. Used to be fun to have games like that. They were like not dub, not triple A, and they came out. But I think the expectation now is games just can't be that way anymore and charge so many bucks. Because if they they are that way, then wow, mm-hmm. I felt like I got cheated because it wasn't the next great masterpiece, which is which is a shame. Because I really, especially, I'm gonna, yeah. I was gonna say, especially coming from Sony, who seems like m- most of their exclusive games are these big emotional uh, bangers 
kind of, you know, triple A of triple A, like examples of how to do games, especially narrative driven games and, and fantasy games and that kind of stuff. It's like when something comes out on a Sony platform as an exclusive, it's, it's, it's kind of expected to hit that pedigree mm-hmm. where I haven't played the demo. I, I, I'm just kind of know what I've seen so far about this game, but it looks like something that I think people would play it on game pass and yeah. be like, yeah, it's a game pass ass game. You know, like that's, that's kind of like, I'm glad I have game pass. I gave this a try. I'm glad that I paid for the game pass subscription and nothing more kind of thing. Like it sounds like a cool game that in a few months might be on PlayStation plus or now or whatever, one of those services or something like, and people will be like, yeah, I'm glad I tried that out for a few hours, but does it live up to that Sony pedigree? Mm. Uh, whereas, you know, if it, was kind of flipped i I wonder if people would be talking a little bit more positively if this Mm. was on xbox maybe yeah that's a really good point i mean i i think it'll it i mean it has its fans and from the early reviews i think it'll certainly find um an audience it's just not you know and i mean my excitement for square properties you know final fantasy 16 is my most anticipated game this year so for me it's kind of like okay maybe this is because a lot more energy and focus has gone on to 16 um mm. but it's an it's an interesting one i never begrudge a developer or a publisher for trying something new and it is as we said difficult to launch a new ip especially with people being so risk averse uh these days so it's an intriguing one it's a weird one does it deserve this much discourse? Nothing does, but you know it's it's January, right? It's slow. Yeah, everyone's bored. Yeah, they're just waiting for Dead Space to come out. I mean, and that's a lot of it. What it is is just like mm-hmm. there's probably better games to come, and people are just like waiting for those. Yeah, that's all I've been really playing. Uh, yeah, other than and Vampire Survivors, which has just taken up everyone's. Life. That was our game of the year. Yeah, yeah, it was very close to being <laughs> ours as well. The Elden yep. Ring came up. It was the rare game Mark and I actually played. <laughs> we both played. Yeah, we both played it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Mark, uh, you played some games? I did, yeah. Uh, so I played some games that uh, that I got some codes for. Uh, the first one, I, I want to give a shout out. I, I saw this developer because um, I started following a bunch of VR accounts and developers and different things uh, on Twitter as I'm, I'm getting more and more into VR and, and what that offers. Um, and I, I saw this one come out phaser lock. They have a new game just came out on, uh, on quest uh, quest two is where I've been playing it. Um, it's called primal hunt and it's kind of like it, it appealed to me just based on like this kind of cartoony over the top looking dinosaurs that are very like exaggerated features and stuff, mm. but also kind of gave like a Turok vibe. So I was like, I think I could hunt dinosaurs in VR. Like, I think that could be a thing. And uh, they were looking for like VR influencers. And I was like, I'm sure as hell not a VR influencer, but I have a show that I can talk about this on. Like, do you guys have any more codes or anything? Like, you know, I'd love to give it a shot. And uh, not only did they send me a code to play, but I also have a couple to give away. So I do want to give a giveaway for this one. So uh, anyone listening, I have not figured out how to give that away yet. But I think what I'm going to do is basically just anyone that wants it, I'll give this like until our next episode or something like that, or maybe a week or so, uh, message me on our Discord channel. So join the Discord if you haven't already. 
and uh, and send me a, a message there um, or like a DM or whatever. And I'm going to give that away to someone that messaged me. I have a couple of codes to give away, so don't be shy to uh, to reach out. And Mark, with that being I said, looked, I yeah. looked at the video and I saw this. There's mech dinosaurs. So that's like you didn't you there didn't even mech dinosaurs. <laughs> very bloody and gory. Yeah. That's one of the things I say. Like this is a it, an adult. It's oh yeah, that, yeah. I am I am not giving this win away to Sean and the kids uh, if they have uh, a quest. Not a chance. Uh, so that's what I was gonna say. Like I am surprised by how like gruesome. I guess this game is like every time like. And I kind of, I guess I should have expected that because it's like a hunting game, right? Like you, you shoot these animals with, with a bow and arrow, um, but they, they get like covered in blood and it's not like realistic, but it's still kind of like jarring as someone that like doesn't hunt or like kill stuff uh, normally aside from like in video games. And that's usually, I don't know, like comical, like, you know, digital kind of stuff. This is like, they're like legit dead in front of you and like bleeding and stuff. And you gotta like cut open their corpse and get organs to harvest and stuff. It's like, it's very jarring. And, uh, I, but, but I, I do, I do like it. You play as this, um, you're, you're basically suspended in a, like a suspended animation chamber and your consciousness is transported to a robot. So you have like these cool, like shields and like map upgrades and you can see your whole robot arms and stuff, which I thought was really cool. Um, so there's some really, really neat aspects of this game. I am pretty early on. I've only got this uh, this a few days ago, but um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's it's um, it is bringing back some some Turok vibes. And I did I messaged uh, Michael, the the CEO and creative director of, uh, of Phaser Lock, and I just said like this is giving me some like some big Turok vibes. I haven't been this excited to hunt dinosaurs since I found their cerebral boar in Turok two back on the N64 days. So he kind of chuckled at that one and, and sent the code. So I think that kind of worked. Um, but it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It's, it's different than a lot of what I've been playing in VR lately, which is like rhythm games and that kind of stuff. So it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to like have free roam of, big open spaces and learn how to track dinosaurs based on like everything from like footprints to plants they chewed on to like dino poop. Like you're just, you're going through the whole thing. And it has a very it, cool are you putting play. like bait down? Are you putting like, Oh, there's dino poop. Cause uh, that'll attract more dinos. No, no. You're using that to like where the dinosaur has been. And there's a really cool okay. Metroid esque, like scan of the environment and you can see different things kind of like lit up or whatever. And there's like some stealth mechanics. There's some grapple mechanics. There's a lot to this game. There's there's a lot more than I I kind of expected. I I don't know exactly what I was expecting, but um, yeah, giving some uh, like horizon, like you're taking on big kind of things slowly. There's different Mm -hmm. traps. You can set one out that like freezes or electrocutes or like string traps, like different things like that. So um, it's neat. I'm going to be putting some more time into it this week, but I wanted to to talk about that. And if anyone else wants to try it with me again, reach out in discord. Um, The other ones I've been playing were given to me by uh, Barry Dunn from runs impact game station on, uh, on YouTube. So go give him a follow over there. I've been friends with Barry for a long time and we were chatting. He has a, a young child as well. So I was asking like, you know, how they got along over the holidays and all that kind of stuff. And he, he said, you know, pretty good. And he, he reached out with these codes. So, um, 
So thanks, Barry. You're you're amazing. And everyone uh, listening, just go go search Impact Game Station on uh, or IGS on uh, on on YouTube. Help him get up to 10k subscribers. He's oh, at like nice. nine point something right now. So like you know, go go help him up. Um, get him get him to ten. That'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, so these games, Beanie and Super Kiwi sixty four. I'm going to preface this by saying these games, Beanie is a dollar and Super Kiwi 64 is like $3. So go in with the <laughs> expectation of that's the cost of these games. Mm. I was pleasantly surprised by both of these. Uh, Beanie is the prequel. You actually lead directly into Super uh, Kiwi 64, which I didn't expect really because one oh. one stars. This I did round. not. I looked at both of them and they don't look like they're remotely. Yeah, not linked. even. Yeah. yeah. One is so Beanie. I'll start off with that one is uh, like Donkey Kong Country artwork. Oh. And it is like nailed. The music's perfect. The artwork's perfect. It is like just flash right back to Donkey Kong Country on Super Nintendo. It is amazingly well done copying that art style. The stages are simplistic. You basically roll. You're a very rotund bee and you roll and jump on different platforms. But you don't fly. And you you do not fly. Bee. No, he's just, <laughs> he's, he's just a round roly poly, uh, little beanie. Bumblebee. And, uh, and that's it. And when you fall down, like other bees catch you. So it's, it's very kind of friendly and you can beat it pretty much in one sitting. But when you beat it, uh, you go back to the start and you talk to Kiwi and you, you're collecting, basically you, you collect honey for him and you collect things for him to, to build a raft to get to this island. And then it like cuts to an actual stage from Super Kiwi 64 and you go around collecting stuff for a dog and then you finish that level and it says continue the rest of this story in super kiwi 64 and super kiwi 64 is uh as the name implies an n64 looking game so you go from super nintendo to n64 awesome jump really cool art style really given off like collect-a-thon yeah it looked like banjo vibes. it looks like banjo definitely big very uh big much jiggies what are those th- things called yeah. jiggies yeah yeah, very much looking like banjo, and you just basically go around these stages, small self-contained stages, but it's free roam, just like uh, you know, whatever, like a banjo stage, I guess. For the most part, it's not like a linear kind of thing, and you just you collect all the gears, or you collect all the gems, or you blow up all the boxes, or defeat all the enemies, and you collect the gems. And again, you're trying to get this help this dog out, and he says, "Go collect the gems, and I'll get you off this island." It's an N64 style story, but I'm really enjoying these games. Like I, I had a really good time as just a, a weird throwback to the games that I grew up with, which was like Super Nintendo and X- N64. So it's like hitting my nostalgia vibes perfectly. Uh, again, the music is great. The art style, while not like visually impressive by you know today's standards, like perfectly captures the art style that it's going for um super kiwi 64 there is some like camera stuff of like when you move the camera a certain way it'll clip through the floor clip through a wall or this or that um i don't know if that's intentional 
it could be. And it could be like, cause that was how it was. Right. Um, I did have to like invert one of the axes. I can't remember which one, but the camera felt off for me at first. Um, and I really need to try this with the N64 controller hooked up to my switch. We're back to that. I'm playing mark. mostly handheld, but, um, that damn controller. I, it's, it's so bad. It's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been really enjoying these, man. If you have like four dollars to spare, like check these out. Oh, you, a lot of people have been talking have about nostalgia. Kiwi, like Joey Ferris has been talking about Super Kiwi sixty four. A lot of people yeah. have seem seem like it's yeah. get that nostalgia flowing. People are wanting more of those clunky art styles of the N sixty four and PlayStation one. Apparently, yeah, yeah, it, it is a great throwback and really, really well done. You can tell it was all done with love. Um, so like. Not a ton. Like I said, you could, you could beat Beanie, but when you beat Beanie, it unlocks like a time trial kind of mode and an extra stage. So you can kind of go through that. And I'm sure uh, I haven't finished super Kiwi yet. So, um, but I'm sure, you know, that's, it's kind of a similar vibe that there's more to do. Um, but even so, if you finish it in it was, an hour it was three dollars sitting, then it, it was, it was a dollar. Like, right. It's, it's, um, it's good. Highly recommend for sure. Very cool. Well, I won't belabor what I was playing very quickly because I think I don't need to tell anybody about The Last of Us. But if you have PlayStation 5 right now, uh, they are offering, uh, if you have PlayStation Plus something, uh, you can get the two-hour free game trial of The Last of Us Part 1, which is essentially the PS5 version of The Last of Us, which was very handy for somebody who has not played the game and beat it since 2013 on the PS3. Mm -hmm. So my mind is like, it's always looked this way. It hasn't. I know that now. <laughs> um, but what's great about this was, as I watched The Last of Us Part 1, or sorry, Last of Us TV show on HBO Max, it allowed me to really get back into the game because I don't own it and compare it to the TV show. And now I know why Sony did this. Because, and we've seen it with the sales right now, the sales of this game are huge kind of like when the witcher came you know witcher 3 sales launched when the witcher came to netflix it's and i understand why they did this they wanted people to have the best version of last of us when they played this game they didn't want a, a 2013 game they didn't want the 2014 remaster totally makes sense so regardless of how you feel and the cost totally get it um but it's been great because the first uh the two hours i was like well how much how long is the last of us tv show gonna be and essentially the two hour duration of the game of, of the trial is essentially the first two episodes. Oh, okay. so I don't know if that means that the pacing of the, and I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be the first season is the full game. Um, so if that's true, 10, 15 hours, which is how apparently I did How long does it take to beat? That might be a good pacing of how it's going to be. So I, I really appreciate it. And I, everybody's talking about the last of us and kudos to them for doing something that's really well done. And, the things that they're doing in the TV show are really additive and nice, yeah. which I've really appreciated. Just wait yeah. until episode three. Oh, so you've seen it. Thanks, I've only Lucy. Seen, I've only oh. seen the first four, but episode oh, okay. three is really something special. I and I don't even think we've gotten to like the real horror yet because oh. there is some horrific things in two, but I can only imagine it's going to get far worse. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, no. <laughs> I think it's oh, good. Just, I, they've just done such a great job with it, and they've all yeah. those videos going around about how they use the same sound 
sort yeah. of design when they were doing the clickers. And it's just so I'd be really interested to see if you haven't played the game and have no knowledge of it, what you make of it. Because obviously in the circles that I run in and I assume both of you mm-hmm. run in, everyone's kind of everyone knows well, the last we, of us. We have the test subject, and that's our co-host. Mark does a Star Wars oh. podcast with uh, the same co-host that I do a geek podcast with. He's not a video game guy. He's oh. not he does the he does the Lego games and that's yeah. it. And so he is all in on the show. He loves it. Okay. He loved the, the Walking Dead. I think that's part of okay. why it was. And he likes those type of things. And he says it's so good, it almost makes him want to play the game. Almost. So close. At a minimum, yes. though, I told him I would not judge him if he just watched the cutscenes. Yeah. No, I think that's totally fair. Watch a good I Let's think, Play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or I think there's probably like a super story mode or something like where essentially you take no damage and you just get to enjoy it and with a little bit of gameplay. So but yeah, that's that's the test subject. And he loved it. So and I'm hearing from other people like I I watched this or listened to this radio show that's local here. And it's all about pop culture and things. And these people are in it, but they're really loving it. So that's like Hmm. to my the barometer of like, yep, it's hitting. Yeah, I love it. Um but lastly, getting to the whole point, I think a lot of this theme of this, the show has been with the games has been sometimes not every game has to be a triple A game. Mm. And that is true with the game I am absolutely loving. And that's mm-hmm. Evil West. Mm-hmm. This is the most 360 bullet storm. Uh, oh, I'll bring up an old classic from the PS2 era, Dark Watch, which was a vampire first person shooter in the old West. So if you have curious about that game, go look it up. I think it was on the original Xbox as well. But this game is is it knows what it is, and it's it's like the Wild Wild West movie slash TV show, but they're supernatural. You've got like this super this this super secret organization as part of the United States government that's in charge of like mysticism and fighting mm-hmm. evil creatures, of course, and. It's fantastic, but it's a part a melee. It's primarily a melee type game with some weaponry, and it's got a skill tree. Um, the cinematics are pretty well done, and it's a pretty, it's a really pretty game, and it's just a lot of fun. Uh, it's adult. There's there's gross stuff that happens, but I like the fact that you end up in like almost like these little arenas. And the type of enemies you face, you have to really change up your skill set and how you manage them. And it's a lot of fun. I'm just enjoying it. I had the same thing with Fist, this game Fist, which is the worst name of a game. But I love that game. It was a phenomenal Metroidvania I never heard of before. It got into my top five last year. Um, And this feels the same way. It's just a game I love, and it's just making me come back to it. And I put other games away. I put Gotham Knight away so I can play more of this. And I'm a big comic book fan so um so i don't want to say too much more but i'm just really loving it and it's just really fun the mechanics and the story it all works really well but it definitely feels like a sci-fi movie type of show Mm -hmm. so it does it's it it got the assignment and it nailed it at the cost of what it is and i don't know what these folks have done before but i would love to see them do more things it feels like the team that would be doing like the spin-off gears games Oh, oh okay. people can fly like, exactly like Bulletstorm. Yeah. They did that game yeah. too, I think, right? They yeah, did, yeah, yeah. So it feels like this is like their like spawn, like they had a baby, and this is, this is who they made exactly. So kudos because I'm really enjoying this game. So I highly love Evil West, and this game is apparently it's getting like kind of more of like a um, uh, a cult status. Like people are really like it, and the, and the game hasn't gone really gone down in price, which is a good thing, you know, yeah. because we want them to to make money and, and make a sequel mm-hmm. potentially. But mm-hmm. yeah, 
yeah, so that's that's what I've been playing. So, um, so I know uh, Lucy, I know you got you got a heart out eventually. So, um, but we want to hit on a couple of things. So hopefully mm-hmm. you got a little more time. Yeah, I do. All right. So Mark has put in a good news segment. And you know what? We like good news in this world of craziness and horribleness. So um, I will just say uh, Thunderful Games, uh, Image and Form, they had their little mini direct, but it was recorded and it was wonderful. And they Mm -hmm. made an announcement today, Mark. And what was that announcement? So the announcement was the the next game in the SteamWorld series, which is SteamWorld uh, build, which is like a town builder, looks like some again digging mechanics like SteamWorld Dig. Um, I love the SteamWorld series, especially the two dig games, uh, but Heist and Quest are great as well. Um, but the so that that's good news in and of itself, and it's great. So go watch the trailer and the video and all that kind of stuff. And there's a demo um, on PC, and there there is a demo uh, on on Steam and Epic, I believe, both stores. So if you want to try that out. There's a free demo to, to try out right now. Um, that's that was great. That was really really good. But I also um, tweeted at uh, both Brian, who's the like the CEO of Thunderful uh, and SteamWorld Games, and uh, I just said, you know, this this looks awesome. Uh, hey Brian, um, what do we do to ha- what what can we do um, to to get an NPC named in memory of Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo guru, who was like the biggest SteamWorld fan ever. Um, like back in the day when we both first started podcasting and doing videos and all that kind of stuff, like Bobby introduced me to these guys. Uh, and like we both got in contact with Zoink. I think my podcast, like the Warp Whistle, was the first podcast ever to interview um, Klaus from Zoink Games. Um, and, you know, like, it's funny how those two companies kind of merged and like Klaus has gone off doing his own new thing now, which is exciting. But um, anyway, so, so as anyone that regularly listens to this show knows, Bobby passed away a couple of years ago and uh, was just the biggest fan, like drove out of his way, like a couple of hours to go meet Brian. One of these, you know, one day Um, I actually ended up calling Brian when Bobby passed away and had a chat and kind of told him I I broke the news to him, um, which was, uh, rough conversation to have with, with a few people that I called, but um, yeah. So it was, I, I just, when I watched that trailer, it was like one of those big like hits of like, man, Bobby would love this. He liked animal crossing so much town building the steam world stuff, the lore of steam world. And uh, I got a response back like very, very quickly from a CEO that just announced a new game, which I was just flabbergasted by. Um, but Brian got back to me right away and said, you're right. Uh, such a, a steam world fan and authority on the lore. Thanks for reminding me. I'll look into that ASAP. So while not a guarantee, my fingers are going to be permanently crossed for a little Bobby guru cameo in this game of some sort of any kind of little call out kind of thing. Um, so yeah, if you want to get like more eyes on it, go like retweet or comment or just thank Brian for getting back to me. Um, it's that was, that was kind of my good news, good feel for the day. Just like, you know, re- reminding people of, of stuff Bobby loved and, and kind of thinking about him for a bit. So there we go. Yeah. We've seen other video game makers do that for their fan base and it makes you feel like you're part of a community. It makes you feel like the people that are no longer with us and it's a way to memorialize them. So that's, that's awesome. So yeah, Bobby Mor- yeah. morbidly, I think the last game Bobby was in 
uh, is the same way, the same one that my brother and I are in, which is flipping death. Oh, um, I can't remember if Bobby chose portrait or tombstone. Oh, my brother know. and I thought it was too freaky to choose tombstone. So we got to, we're, we're in that game as two portraits and my brother's reaching his hand from his portrait to mine and choking mm-hmm. me, um, which was really fun. Uh, and I can't, I think Bobby's a portrait as well. I can't remember. I hope so. I hope so. That'd be really grim. I know. Yeah. It's kind of morbid to think, but anyway, hope this one will be a better legacy. I think hopefully if it, if it all pans out. Yeah, definitely. Folks, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, obviously I, I think Mike, I, Mark, I already seconded it and you know, we got some other people growing. So that's really great. So we'll, we'll share that out more and get attention to that. Definitely. Yeah. Bobby deserves that. Um, so thank you for the good news, Mark. We need it. Um, and then we're going to hopefully add on more good news for our bonus round, which is with the success of The Last of Us, hopefully the success of the Mario Brothers movie that's coming out, um, which I found out is a potentially um, the sequel to the Donkey Kong TV series, Mark, which I just put out, which is on freebie on Amazon right now. So, Lucy, if you've never watched the Donkey Kong early th- CGI animated Donkey no. Kong show, never it's seen a- it. It's free on freebie. I'll get you the link. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. <laughs> it's clunky, like it was, 2001 era animation, oh, like fun. CGI. Yeah. 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 It was, it was in the same like time frame as like reboot and, and Beast Wars, Beast Wars yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And it was like that, that same kind of animation pedigree. Uh, could have been the same studio actually. It probably is like, I think it's Nelvana or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but like fantastically um, era. Kind and it starts with the first part is Cranky Kong like jamming and singing a song on like an organ. It's it's weird. It's just definitely weird. Um, yeah, yeah, I didn't know they were from. I mean, Bobby's mother just messaged me. Oh, uh, that's that's cool timing. Okay, oh, anyway, yeah. continue. Okay. Sorry. Hi, Bobby's mom. Um, yeah, so we're we're talking about the you know obviously those are things that are coming. Um, I'm looking out and seeing what's actually still in development, but I don't know what of those things that'll come uh, and will actually happen. But Lucy, just wanted to get your opinion on like, uh, you know, I go really far back with really mm. crappy adaptations. And I think the curse now is legitimately probably over because we've had uh, a, a, a good amount of success in different yeah. forms. Now a la- live action, because we've got a couple of, of, of animated things. Uh, and then we had the hybrid uh, with uh, Detective Pikachu. But with, with, with that saying, like, if everything's up in the air, we can trust that people will care for the things that we love. Mm-hmm. What would be an adaptation that potentially you, I mean, even, you know, the sky's the limit. This is like the, the Byron return real world, you know, your, your hopes and dreams. What are like adaptations you would love to see happen in regards, in regards to video games, movies or TV or animation? Oh yeah. I mean the one, I haven't actually seen the dragon age animation yet. I know that came out just before Christmas, but the, the one I'm most interested in, First of all, is the Bioshock thing that that Netflix is doing? Just because I think I I don't know. I really don't know what to make of that one. I'm just more intrigued by it than anything. But I'm really interested to see what Amazon does because it looks like they are investing really heavily into their video game adaptation. Their adaptations in general. Wheel of Time, Rings yeah. of Power had a lot of money thrown behind them, um, and I think you know we've seen some behind the scenes stuff from Fallout. Um, but it's the Mass Effect one that is reportedly in the works. It's the most interesting to me. That franchise is very close mm. to my heart. Mm-hmm. But I think if they treated it like an expanse rather than, you know, I don't know. If they if they gave it the expanse or, you know, some elements of like that Battlestar Galactica feel, um, 
I think it could be something really special. I don't think it should be Shepard's story at all. I think you're asking for a lot of issues if you did that. Um, yeah. But I think it could be really cool. Oh, boy, it, it, you really said Amazon. Yeah, does Am- you said Amazon has it? I think that's what the story was last year. Okay. Um, I think they'd optioned it, whatever that means. Let me mm. double check. Because uh, they have not been shy to spend money. I mean, mm-hmm. the what was it? The the Rings of Power. The what, I think the most expensive TV series ever. Um, yeah, you don't want to cheap out on something like that because it's hard to do. But Amazon also treated the Expanse with care after getting it from Sci Fi, which to your point gives me hope that Amazon would be a good place for it to go. Yeah. I think Especially it looks at- like they were just they were looking at it. Oh. trying to buy it. I don't know what's happened with the deal or anything, but yeah, they were being thrown around. So that would Got be it. that would be amazing. I would love that. Got it. Cuz I don't think EA has any history of actually doing content except for maybe that Need for Speed movie with Aaron Paul. I was going to say Need for Speed. There has been a Dragon Age, I mean, there was uh, the anime, anime, right? Series, but they yeah. also had like a Machinima fan series for a while um hmm. around the release of Dragon Age 2. Uh, Dead Space has had a few movies, um, not live action, but they've had animated yeah, movies yeah. and comics and books and stuff. Uh, Mirror's Edge, I feel like had a comic. Oh sure, yeah, I, I, I assume yeah, there's yeah some media adaptations, yeah. But nothing compared to you know what we're used to in the last five yeah. years or so. Yeah. I am all in on Mass Effect. I, Mass Effect is one of my favorite universes in all media, and it's limitless. And it's I always said it's the best parts of Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, and then at later on, kind of the the those those beats and and kind of the decisions you make and how they resonate. That could be really cool if they could yeah. you know duplicate that. Would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Mark, what's your choice yeah. for something you would love to see, regardless of? it might actually even happen if the rules didn't apply. I've got, okay, I've got two answers. One of them I think is happening. Like I I feel like I've heard stuff about this, but we haven't heard anything official and that's Fortnite because the lore is ridiculous. It's one of the most recognized franchises in the world. Um, There's a ton of, you could go back to like season one or even earlier than that. And the the storyline kind of thing. Um, let alone like what they've done in the comics and taking in Marvel and DC characters. But like, there's just so much about like the Island, the seven, the group, the groups that are battling all that kind of stuff. Like I think the lore in Fortnite's really, really cool that um, you could go with recognizable characters from the game and just make a billion dollars pretty easily. Um, Do they make it like I free? I mean, I, when I think of, when you tell me that I'm like, I'm thinking free guy in my mind, like that Ryan Reynolds movie where he's an NPC. Oh yeah. Yeah, maybe that could be an approach to it. I'd, I'd honestly, I'd like to just see it from like maybe center around Jonesy or something like one of the kind of default skin character kind of looking things. And, uh, cause it really in the game storyline, the cutscenes that we've seen, like agent Jonesy is one that especially recently has been the focal point, uh, for, for people going through, like he's your vision. Like he's who you met, um, you know, like people from the seven, like the rock and this and that and whatever, like he's kind of the one that like starts to break things out or gets different, gets you from point A to point B and that kind of stuff. Like he's your go-to. So like, I think centering around agent Jonesy or something like that of someone who's 
you know, been raised and trained in this thing. And it's kind of like, I need to break out of the loop and kind of explore what the loop is and why Fortnite, Fortnite's Island is the way it is and who's controlling it and the different factions. I think it'd be an interesting series. I think they could make a movie, but I'd like to see it kind of expand it more because even if you look up like Fortnite, the story so far on YouTube, you're getting like hours worth of just some dude sitting there in front of some Fortnite clips explaining what the hell is happening. Um, so I think it'd make an interesting series to be honest. Uh, if so they're not going to do a like ready player one version where it's like all the properties that have been Fortnite will just show up like I'd, space jam. I'd love to see that honestly, like that'd be really cool. And they've done like some stuff like that in the comics, but um, yeah, I, I would really very much like to see, everyone and anyone showing up it, it, it'd be amazing actually speaking of dead space we mentioned it a few times this show mm-hmm. and uh, there's a dead space skin in fortnite that dropped yeah. literally before we uh, we just started and looks really 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 good um but that's the easy answer i wanted to come up with something different so i want to see rocket league i want to see fast and the furious mixed with mad max mixed with ruby or rudy I mean, um, that, that like this, like, you know, like the mighty ducks, the like underdog. One of those underdog sports stories. That's just like, we can do it. Uh, yeah. I, I want that like real steel where it's just like some grid and they're like throwing, um, stuff together with like old junker parts and they're facing off like the elite team and they can do it. And it's like, yeah, like fast and the furious sports story mixed with like whatever the hell, like dystopian future rocket league takes place in. I think you could have some fun with that. You get like the right director and like a good writer that can really kind of distill that down. And I mean, you can write any story you want to with rocket league cause it's rocket league, right? Like, mm. but like putting a story behind that, I think it'd be really cool. I've got your director, Mark. It's Wachowski's redoing uh, speed racer. Done. <sighs> All right. <laughs> that- <laughs> I don't know how people feel out there, but the movie was just crazy looking. It's like, it's the movie you show on your new 4K yeah, 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 TV. Yeah. It's just yeah. crazy. Yeah. Christina oh, Ricci and a monkey in a car. <laughs> Why not? Jim, Jim. Mercy. Yeah. Yeah. That was a weird one that I thought of. So I like it. Um, you're, yeah. you're lucky I didn't say wave race. Uh, just oh, a, no. guy in a, <laughs> a guy in his wave race with his pet dolphin. His pet dolphin just taking on the world. Um, which I also want. So Nintendo, let's make, make it, it happen. Wave Race. Do it. The movie. It, it always comes back to Wave Race, Lucy. You know what? Wave, Wave Race, the movie, will come out before the next game. True. Yeah. Because Nintendo loves to break my heart and not give me what I want. Yeah. It was funny because I, I think uh, Khalifa Adams was on a podcast and was saying something was going to happen. He's like, what will happen first? Reparations or this? And they said reparations. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Wow. Wow. Went there, but he, oh, he made a point. He, he had a good point. Yeah. I think it was yeah. Beyond Good and Evil, too, um, was the other one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That hurts my heart every day. It allegedly exists. <sighs> I'm sure it does. I believe that. I think I'm working on it. Yeah. Aren't you guys? We're, we're all oh, supposed yeah, to be working every, on this game, right? Everyone's working on it. Everyone's time. submitting yeah. things for it, or at least I, I've been working in Microsoft Paint. My assets are coming through. They'll be, <laughs> they're coming your way. Did yeah, they're coming your Levitt. Oh yeah. Are you still doing that? that was him, uh, right? I, well, I think, I think Eves Guma, Gimo took it over. I think he, uh, it's all artwork is going directly to Eves. That's why he has to prove every one of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
sure I pronounced that right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I will finish it up and mine is pretty simple and I think it could work. Um, and that is Animusha. I have brought up Animusha before. It's a series I love. Resident Evil is having such a resurgence and Animusha was kind of like a companion series similar to like Dino Crisis, but on the PlayStation 2 was Animusha. And I love that series. It was so good. I mean, we talk about the supernatural with samurai and then it, it weirdly went to the future or the modern times, which was very weird. And it had uh, the one guy, Luke, not Luke Besson, uh, the, the, the French guy that was in the professional. Oh, um, oh I can see his face. Gerard Depardieu? Uh, no, but close. Uh, he was also in, I think, the mission, the first Mission Impossible movie. Um, beard. Yeah, I don't remember French his name. Frenchman with a beard. Uh. Frenchman with beard. Yeah, look him up, folks. He's he's there. Uh, but the fact is, they had to use, they used his likeness, which is so weird. It's like, oh, we're going to use you and your model. So yeah, um, but yeah, um, that I think that could really really well in like something in feudal Japan. Yep. Uh, dealing with the supernatural, it works really well, but have a a, a reverence to it, not goofy or cheeky or something like that but i think that could be a lot of fun because we don't have a lot of great except for maybe like squid games and maybe uh less train to busan we don't get a lot of like asian prestige things um that's you know in in in, in broad tv that's a, a genre show so i think it's time and this could go really well and capcom's really doing super well so i would love to see it and i'd even take an animated series to be honest but i think that could be really cool yeah. Is that Jean Reno? Uh, there, there you go. Ah, there we go. Jean Reno. It's part of your French Canadian there, Mark, right? I uh, think he's Moroccan. He's full French. Oh, he's, he's Moroccan? I did, I did not know this. No. Guess we're going to learn. Look it up, folks. Uh, we're not going to tell you if it's true or not. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that is it for the episode. Uh, we went a little longer. So, Lucy, we appreciate you coming along yeah, for the ride. Our goofiness. Me our stupidness. Um, we appreciate it. Whether some things are real in real life or not, your, your power ups, all those things you decide. Yeah. The power is within you. Exactly. Be exactly. It, it was within you all along. And with that, tell people like, is there any big projects uh, that you're working on and where people can find you? Sure. I mean, so you can find me. I'm at GameSpot. I'm a giant bomb. Uh, Friends per second podcast uh, over on the Skill Up channel is coming back this week. We took like a month off, and people are, are not mad, but they're very politely kind of going, Are you coming back yet? Are you coming back yet? <laughs> Please come back. Please come back. So, we have a bumper episode that we're recording on Wednesday. Um, and yeah, we've got the GameSpot After Dark podcast and the Bombcast. It must be annoying because I'm on like a lot of different things. That's great. Of, and people are just like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. But that's <laughs> a broad overlook of where what I'm working on. Um, I'm on Twitter making terrible jokes at Lucy James Games. Um, and in terms of big projects, a lot of planning for 2023 at the moment, but it's all fun stuff. So it should be exciting. Awesome. Awesome, Wolfer. Thank you very much again for being on. This is great. Follow Thank Lucy. You. See all her cool stuff. Go check out the video content on both GameSpot and uh, Giant Bomb. There's some really fun, goofy stuff going over there. And and, and Jan, who's doing a lot of the, the, the Giant Bomb stuff, you yeah. know, he's got his hands full, but you, you your, your whole Jan's team seems to compliment you quite a bit. Jan's the man. No, everyone's great. And so, yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you for having me, having me on. This is really fun. Oh, thank you very much. We, we feel like you've 
increased the level of uh, accents on the show, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have one. Merck has some. And you've got, um, you know, you said you've you've constrained your accent, but we appreciate it. Just, just for legibility, I guess. But perfect, perfect. Didn't even hear any U's come out. <laughs> oh, I kept those quiet. You know. Okay. Very good. Very good. Well, excellent. Well, Mark, with that, uh, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, pretty much everywhere as the underscore Canardian, unless you're on Hive, which is just Canardian. And of course, you can find me hanging out in our Discord channel. Don't forget those giveaways. Follow us on Discord and say hi, and I'll give you a game. Um, I also have a bunch of like SteamWorld series codes, so I'm going to give some of those away to random people in our Discord this week. Um, so if you want like all four current SteamWorld games on Switch, jump in our Discord. I'll give you something. Very, very cool. Excellent. Go. Well, very good. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Tioxtra, uh, at on Hive, which I think still exists. Um, I'm at Todd of War. Uh, I, I need to figure that whole thing out of dual timelines. I, I don't get it, but I'm going to try to be good at doing that and just trying to make the world a better place by being dumb and stupid um, and having fun. Um, other than that, um, check out our Patreon. We, it's new. Just just see what it is. We're going to give uh, away some of the the the... the I guess we'd call it the exclusive content. We're going to give that away free as well down the road just to get let people see what we're doing. If you like it, great. Uh, if not, oh well, appreciate us and, and share so other people can find us. We'd love it. We appreciate everyone's support. And that's about it for our show. So thank you, Mark. Thank you, Lucy. It's always better to game together. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit SecretFriendsUnite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.